KJams 105.3 is in there pretty with me, your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy in the Morning. How you doing this morning? I hope that this Sunday morning is going easy as your gospel should be. If this is your first time with me, then allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me Preach Easy, not because I'm easy on the eyes, because I believe the gospel should be easy like your Sunday morning. That means here on Kate Jams 105.3, we're going to be answering, diving into the nitty gritty. You know, answering the questions that you ask yourself in the middle of the night, like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why did God make me? Well, I believe all the answers that are real simple, but they start with you. That's why they're simple and that's why they're easy. But the journey getting there, the journey is where it gets tough, where it gets difficult. But that's where I come in. That's your favorite radio reverend. That's the most popping podcast, Pope. Oh, yes. I'm on all streaming platforms. So that means all you got to do is just follow me. It's so simple. You can even type it in on Google. All you got to do is type in Preach Easy. That's P-R-E-A-C-H. Put a little space in between. E dot Z. And that'll keep you connected and that'll keep you tuned in because today we are starting off a brand new series. Talking about misconceptions in the Bible. If you don't know, a misconception is just a misunderstanding. You may have heard it one way or seen it another way, but maybe you just didn't apply it or interpret it the correct way. And a lot of times that can lead folks into issues of the of their faith and lead them to some really tough and difficult situations. So that's why I felt it was important as your favorite radio reverend to dive in here and work on some misconceptions. But before we dive on in, let's go ahead and gather up our problems, our issues. Our situations and challenges we may have been carrying for the past week, the past month, for however long we've been carrying them, and let's just give them on over to the Lord now. So go ahead and gather them on up, and let's just go ahead and exhale them now. Just go ahead and breathe. Just... And now they created a space for the Lord to move in the groove. Let's gather up those promises, those blessings, the good news, and the gospel that the Lord has coming up for us in the next week, the next month. Lord, if you're able and willing, and I know you are, we'll go ahead and take in the next 30 minutes, Lord, in the next 30 seconds. We'll go ahead and breathe in those promises and blessings now. Just go ahead and inhale it. Just... And now that we've gone ahead and we've created a space for the Lord to move in the groove, let's dive on in and start talking about misconceptions of the Bible. But specifically, let's talk about one verse that is really critical, and that is Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. For many of us, this may be the first time we've heard the verse, but it's probably not the first time you've heard the verse said out loud. If you was just listening to the song, then you already know what you're getting ready for. So without further ado, let's dive in first going into chapter Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. And it simply starts how you probably assume or maybe remember. No weapon formed against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me. This all declared by the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Scripture is, without a doubt, the cornerstone of every religion's faith. No matter the religion, no matter the faith, no matter the spiritual journey, there is some text that grounds all of their faith, all of their belief, and all of their forms of expression. Whether it's how they pray, who they pray to, the correct names, or the correct order. 
the correct values in which they share. Scripture is foundational, but yet many times scripture, especially in the Christian world that we live in, a world that's dominated by Christian one God focuses, despite the fact that we allow for different religions to exist in our country and in our public system, still Christianity is the foundation. And so through this culture of a Christian-based foundation, many verses can be misconceived. People feel that they have some connection to this verse, connection to many verses, though they've never read them for themselves or read the grander context for them. Understanding who the author is, what the historical context was, and even though they tried their hardest, using all the tools available to them, oftentimes it's not always the failure of the individual. Many times, clergy, pastors, preachers would use this time to blame the individual, simply saying that you should take the time to go and read the word for yourself. Well, although I do believe in the personal responsibility of taking care and making the scripture your own, that's why I ask you for your interpretations at the end of each and every sermon that we have. However, it is not solely the responsibility of the individual. But also the end of, it is the responsibility of those who declare themselves speakers for the Lord to also teach and provide the context that's necessary so these misconceptions don't endanger the faith walks that many of our friends, family members, church members, fellow citizens of the kingdom go through and on. See, misconceptions are dangerous. You may be sitting there thinking, easy, you're making a big deal out of somebody just misinterpreting the text, but a simple misinterpretation can change a situation that should have brought you closer to God to end up breaking your relationship and perhaps leaving you isolated, feeling as if God is not there for you. See, these misconceptions can make or break our faith, and none is more misconceived than this verse. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17, no weapon formed against you will prevail. For many when they read or hear this text, they simply imagine a life or a future free of strife and struggles. Where no weapon, no issue, no problem, no situation or challenge can ever even arise in the first place. As if this acceptance of Jesus Christ means you're going instantly into easy street. Now I know what you're sitting there thinking, wait, easy, isn't that your whole idea? That this faith walk, that this journey is easy. I never said the journey was easy. I said that the journey in particular was the hard part. I said in particular that getting there is what makes it difficult, but see, the answer is easy. This verse doesn't say that the journey is easy. This verse doesn't deny the fact that eventually you will make it, but for many this misconception that arises is simply the belief that nothing will ever be in your way. As if the Lord had constructed post the Garden of Eden for all of us to simply have our way and it be easy. See, Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 does begin by saying no weapon formed against you will prevail, but many simply stopped reading there or only started reading at the very tail end of the verse. See, chapter 54 actually ends with verse 17. For many, you would imagine if you didn't read the chapter beforehand, if you didn't understand the context, you would believe that this was set in a battlefield. As if this book or this context, this verse was meant to be um, sung or sold to a soldier to prepare them for a grand war. But in reality, this text is actually aimed at the average anonymous person. 
See, many times when we have misconceptions about a verse, where we miss out and misconstrued, where we misinterpret what the verses are often trying to say is simply because we miss the context. And for many average individual goers, you don't, you may not have the time to go back and read the Bible like you know you should, like you wish and desire we could. But that is why it's not solely the responsibility of the individual, but also on the clergy, the preachers and pastors to provide this context. So allow your favorite radio reverend to give you some context to Isaiah, specifically Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. See, the book of Isaiah is more or less a collective book. It is the first major book of the prophets and the first book of the latter prophets. See, Isaiah is seen as a prophetic book. So for many, they see and interpret this text or this verse simply as some prophecy saying that no strife will arise in the future. But that is simply not the case. The beginning of chapter 54 actually begins with a mother. It says, Sing barren woman. You who have never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. It goes on to say, enlarge your tent, the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose the nations and settle in their desolate cities. See, the text does not begin as if everything is hunky-dory. The text actually begins in a space in a place called the Babylonian exile. This is the point in time where the Hebrew Israelites are actually away from their home. They've been conquered. The weapons that formed have actually attacked, slashed, decimated, and ripped them from their homes. But yet here is this anonymous author in Isaiah. For many, they would present and believe that the author of Isaiah is just Isaiah, but those who understand the context, the grander meaning, chapter 54 is most likely written by a random anonymous person, not some grand hero in the Israelite Hebrew mythology, not some person that was destined or came from a virgin birth that was able to knock out hundreds of armies with a donkey bone, not someone with Herculean strength or the ability to truly prophesy, but simply an anonymous person who, if anything, the weapon has formed and slashed against them. This is a random anonymous person, another citizen of the faith, simply sitting here being told by God to still give faith and to have joy. The context of this verse, Isaiah 54, 17, is not some space where they are free, this vacuum free of strife and struggle. Instead, this verse, Isaiah 54, 17, that says no weapon formed against you shall prevail is directly written in the middle of when the weapons have already struck, when the weapons have already been raised, when the arrows have already been drawn and shot at you, when if anything, the war has already been concluded. All's been lost. Everything's been decimated. Our homes lost and destroyed. Here is this anonymous Israelite being spoken to by God and God still makes the same promise. No weapon formed against you will prevail. Completely decimating our understanding, the misconception of the prior verse where we believed before this verse simply promised us a future free of strife, but in reality, this verse is not prophesying a future free of strife, but instead it's prom prophesying, promising that despite the strife, despite the struggles, you will still have a future. That the weapons that form, the challenges that occurred, 
the bullets that were raised, the arrows that came slinging, the problems and situations that may have even buckled our knees and caused us to fail still did not defeat us. The true application of this verse is not that there won't be strife or struggles, not that there won't be difficulties or challenges. The true purpose of this verse is to remind you that you are greater than all of those, than your strife, your struggles, your problems, those situations, the shortcomings, the problems and situations unseen and publicly announced. You are still greater than all of them. The weapons formed. They even slashed and attacked, decimated and destroyed, exiled us from what we knew, but yet here we still are. Still kicking, still fighting, still living out the promise that God gave. See, this misconception for Isaiah 54 verse 17, why it's so dangerous, why it's so destructive, is because for many, they would interpret this verse simply saying that God would never allow any strife, any struggle to ever occur. So when these strife, struggles, difficulties, and challenges do occur, their faith is called into question. Even greater, God is called into question. But in reality, God never promised a future free of strife or struggle or challenges. God promised a future despite the, the strife, the struggle, the challenges, the difficulty, the weapons that formed against you did not prevail. The man slashed, cut, hurt, maimed, decimated, and destroyed. You may feel weaker than you were before, but yet we are still here. And you are so much greater than all the weapons, all the challenges, all the situations that have ever posed against you. I'm not a fan of saying that God tests people. And even in the text right before, verses 13, 14, and 15, it says, if anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing, says the Lord. Whoever attacks you, though, will surrender to you. Because even in their attack, in their onslaught, in their challenging of your name, it wasn't sent by God. And so they could never be defeated. See, the bullets, the weapons that form and strike against you, they may pierce, they may break, but oftentimes they will never be able to defeat you. The weapons form and God's promise is not that it'll be an easy life, but that despite the strife and the struggle, you will still have life and life more abundantly. And it is just that easy. Maybe not the road, Maybe not the journey, but the promise is that even despite all of this, you will still be here. Despite the past problems and challenges, you've made it, you've overcome. Things may have shifted, they may have changed. You may feel as if you're a different person, but that's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be better than we were yesterday. Yesterday, those weapons could pierce us, could harm us, but today, we're bulletproof. Those weapons can never prevail again because they could never stop us before. And it is just that easy. No weapon formed against you will prevail. Not saying it won't form, not saying it won't slash or destroy or hurt, just saying it can't put you and your God down. And it is just that easy. 
This is your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy. That was my interpretation of Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Let me know your interpretation down below. And what other verses do you want me to go through and check out the misconceptions that people have? And go ahead and clarify. Leave those down in the comments below. And if you liked any part of this, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And I'll see you next time. Peace.